you know, I was listening a little bit more carefully right there. I'm not yeah. so sure that Clayton Kershaw doesn't just walk out there with a couple of hot dogs in his gut. He's a big dude. He may have a little pregame hot dog meal. You can't speak to that 100%. I could see Kershaw counting his calories, counting the carbs, every as precise as can be. So I, I don't think, Trav, I don't think he's have, taking a couple dogs down. Have you ever stood next to him or any of those other really high-end Major League Baseball pitchers like in person, like been close enough to see their sleep? They're enormous yeah. guys. Yeah. These are not little skinny little guys. The, the Tim Lincecums of the world are few sure. and far between. Sure. The Clayton Kershaw looks like he's an NBA player. He's an sure. enormous human being. So I'm thinking maybe he even has a little chili on those. Little little diced onion, chili, little maybe a little mustard to chase it down there. I could see him. Hey, uh, hey yeah, I could see him doing that knowing that he's not pitching for another three days. <laughs> and just have him waiting in the bullpen. When I go down there to get loose, just have him down the knife and fork and a bib. I don't want to get my jersey all marked up with chili and cheese, but uh, let's do it. Let's do it. I could see it. So, I, uh, Emily, go ahead, Al. Go, uh, I was just going to say, I, I'm I'm sitting here yesterday. I know we kind of hit it on it for a quick second, but do, does it does it feel like after the NBA Finals, right? It's all said and done. Was the finals better than you anticipated? No. Did you? No. No. Jesus. No. But you are not going to get sold no matter what happens. If we had four buzzer beaters in a row, you would have said no. Honestly, well, yeah, you're probably right because I just I. It's really hard. And all me teasing about Chris Paul aside, right? Yeah. I, I, whatever. If he wins or loses, I don't truly care in my DNA. It, it's hard for me to get excited about a sporting event when I don't have a vested interest in the outcome. And I just didn't. I can appreciate great play. I appreciate what Giannis did yesterday. I mean, you go 50 points in a closeout game. It's an extraordinary feat. But it didn't make me think, oh, I can't wait to see more Giannis. It was, okay. It was cool. Okay. So I'm going to... Either I'm going to hit this one on the dot or or this kind of goes through all the other sports as well. Major League Baseball, mm -hmm. playoffs, mm -hmm. Dodgers aren't in it, mm -hmm. or Dodgers just aren't playing. Do you get excited about these other games? Yeah, because I'm more interested in the NBA than I am the major, or I should say Major League Baseball than I am the NBA. But no, look, if it's the Braves playing the you know, Chicago Cubs in the National League Championship Series, I'm interested in it from an intellectual, but not in an emotional way. Uh, how, about really how about NFL playoffs? How about NFL playoffs? Rams football's, aren't in it. Fo football's a little different because there's just it's just different than other sports. It's more meaningful. The games, every game is a one and done. The football, I kind of put in a separate category. Okay, last one. Um, if this matchup was the Clippers and the Brooklyn Nets, would that change everything for you? Yeah, that's a that's a good one. That's a good one because I don't want to see the Clippers win, mm -hmm. um, but I really don't want to see Kyrie Irving or James Harden win. <laughs> so, so, so what you what, who I'd like to see get it less. So what it came down to, and, I, and you're not the only one. I mean, there's a lot of Laker fans that are out there that maybe weren't interested in the series. But what it came down to, this this matchup didn't do it for you. This matchup, these two teams, these storylines, these players just didn't check any boxes for you. No, not really. Yeah, we'll get the Lakers back next time. How about how about this? Mm -hmm. That Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, and Devin Booker all got to jump a flight to Tokyo to go Going play to Tokyo. basketball now together. <laughs> I, I hope that they separate it. You know, like when you get on a plane and you feel like you're yeah. a second-class citizen when you don't get to sit in first class and you got to walk past the guys yeah. up front drinking champagne and getting food and you're, you're going back there like it's a, a Greyhound bus in the air? So I, hope that's, I, I hope that's what this is. I, hey, uh, I think, Mr. Booker, you're not allowed up here. I think there are certain people in life 
you're going to find out who you are, okay? <laughs> I don't think Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton are going to do Devin Booker wrong, <laughs> but if you won the championship and you're Drew Holiday, uh-huh. I could see you doing some things. I could see you like <laughs> Why is he sitting like he shouldn't be sitting in this area? Let's put him in let's put him with the regular folks. We're sitting first class. I could see you actually walking up and closing the curtain on the on the airline just kind of like uh, yeah, this uh this you is know, this is for winners. This area is for winners. You know what it is? I'd have the stewardess do it. I'd say, "Oh, excuse me, miss. Um he he shouldn't be using the bathroom up front, right? Isn't he a coach customer? Shouldn't we make sure that uh, Mr. Booker is using the uh, restroom in the in, in the back of the plane? This is for um, NBA champions only. Can you just send him back with his boxed lunch and half a can of Coke? <laughs> I could see you walking by him on the plane holding the trophy. Hey, Dev, can you hold this for a quick second? It's got to go use the restroom. No, 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 no. This is what it would be. Um, Mr. Middleton, um, Mr. Holiday, can we check that championship trophy for you? We can put it up front with the captain's jacket. Uh, no, Mr. Booker, you're going to have to put a tag on that. We're going to have to put that underneath the plane. <laughs> you can pick it up at baggage claim when we land in Tokyo. Your your bag of dirty clothes. That that, that doesn't belong up here, sir. Sorry. There, we, we, we've ran out of overhead space. You have to check that bag. You could just say hey, they're sitting in first class. There's music playing. <laughs> Food. Everybody's just having a party. Booker's in the back trying to read a book. Can I get uh, some peanuts and a and a and a, bo- and a tomato juice, please? How about um, by there's the no, way? There's no there's no food on this flight, sir. <laughs> Sorry, you should have got something from Kookaroo in the airport. <laughs> Can you imagine? <clears throat> that's Devin. That's what Devin Booker has to do right now. They just lost the championship. They lost. By the way, he didn't play well yesterday either. No, I mean, he didn't. the guy couldn't hit a shot. I, I know. You take pride in, in uh, demolishing Chris Paul. But Devin Booker missed some big shots. He did. Can you imagine that's what D-Book's got to do now? He's got to just immediately get on a plane and travel with Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday. <laughs> they don't pass him the ball. I'm, if I'm sure if I'm, if I'm Chris Middleton during these games in Tokyo, like, ah, I'd swing it around to Holiday, pass it over to KD. <laughs> Booker wasn't no, open. Well, Middleton and Holiday are going to be so hungover by the time they land in Tokyo. Booker's going to be ready to go. Like, might yeah. as well put now, nah, guys. We're, we're we're still celebrating. Book, you go out and play. We're good. KD, you go play. We're still we're still shaking off the six bottles of champagne we had flying over here. Okay, I got a question for you. Yeah. What do you think CP3 does? You know that his contract, Chris Paul is owed, I want to get the exact number, but I know it's over $40 million and it's up to him, which by the way, remember when that, I think it was Chris Paul's contract when he originally signed, he signed like a four-year, $160 million deal with something along those lines with uh, with the Houston Rockets. Yeah. And in this final year, he's due $44 million <laughs> and it's a player option. Right. You think, and the only reason why I'm, I'm 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 paying attention to this is because, let's say he wants to go. You and I already said it. He's not going to. Nobody's going to expect the Phoenix Suns to come win a championship or get back to the NBA Finals, right? Like I think right, right now, if you said, who's the favorite coming out of the West? It's going to be the Lakers again, and I think there's no question about it. We'll see what they do in the off season. You think Chris Paul tries to go ring chasing? You think he opts out of that contract, gets with a team where? Let's just let me kind of use it as an example because we've heard this before. Maybe he signs a two-year, $60 million deal. So he still gets more money, but he spreads it out a little bit. Maybe it's a three-year deal. 
the the one thing you don't want to see with Chris Paul, he ends up being the third best player on a team, and now yeah. all of a sudden that's another obstacle that the Lakers got to go through because the reality is, as much as we talk about the Western Conference, go look at the odds. The odds are Brooklyn to to go to win an NBA Finals, and they should be if they're healthy. Those guys only played eight games together. I, I think the CP3 mix is going to be interesting because y- you don't go back to the Suns thinking that you're going to win a championship. Travis and Slee is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Uh, yeah, I think it comes down to that, Al. I really do. It's what What do you want to do here? Do you want to get a big fat paycheck, which, by the way, my hand's way up in the air. Sure, who doesn't? Or do $44 you want to be million. It's, dollars. It's hard to wrap your head around what that means, really. In any 36 part. years old. Th- think about this. Think about how much money $440,000 is. Mm-hmm. Right? That's a number that I think most people can at least kind of imagine – Right, that it's it's a ton. It's most it's more than almost all of us are ever going to make in any given year, four hundred or forty four million for Chris I Paul mean, for at, Chris at Paul age, at age thirty six. So I, I guess the question is, and and Chris Paul's and I'm gonna I'm gonna pay Chris Paul a compliment here. Get ready, and, and this is not shade. This is yep. real. Chris Paul does strike me as the kind of guy that I do think would care what the what it looks like. And what I mean by that is if Chris Paul goes, and, and I don't think that this is a, anything other than a pipe dream, mm-hmm. but if Chris Paul came to the Lakers and rode the coattails of LeBron James and Anthony Davis to a title, I think he would understand that it would be similar to what Kevin Durant has dealt with, which is, yeah, dude, but come on, come on. That's not really you. That's them. And you just decided to go grab one. I think that maybe he would look at it like that because he's different. He's, I think that one's different. I think that one's different. I I think him doing it, like, for instance, had he won with the Suns, had they cashed this in and not blown a 2-0 lead for the fourth time in Chris Paul's career, then there's no question that Chris Paul not only was a huge part of this, but maybe the part of it, that the Suns were out of the playoffs. He comes. He's still a big part of it. Yep. Mm-hmm. That he he would be it's like there there's no shade to throw at that other than eh, there's a little injuries but so what that's that happens every year I don't know if him latching on to a team that's a step away would be something that he would really feel the way that some other guys do well and from a financial perspective listen most likely what's going to happen he'll stay with Phoenix and he'll you know maybe they extend it to two years whatever the case is by the way you just mentioned something about KD. You know, it's it's interesting here because Giannis wins his championship, and we know how he won it. He won it, um, was the finals MVP, was amazing, had a fantastic run, but there was also health played a big part of it. Sure. More impressive, Giannis winning his one championship or KD having his two? I Well, golly. Honestly, I, I think it's Giannis just because the road I do too. traveled is so I do much too. more difficult. It's And that doesn't mean I, I think Kevin Durant's a better player than Giannis. I agree. I, 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 I think. By Kevin the way, Durant, that might be changing here in the next couple of years. I mean, Giannis yeah, true, was true. unbelievable. He, he was amazing. Mm-hmm. But what, what Kevin Durant did is entirely within his rights. It, he went. He was the best player on those teams. Kevin Durant on those two. He was the best player on those teams. I don't think anybody would argue otherwise. No. But it was far easier than what Giannis just did. No far question about easier. it. And that's why. Yeah, I think I think Giannis is. You know, I saw this last night. This this kind of caught me by surprise. Mm-hmm. Giannis is just the third player in NBA history to be the MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, and a Finals MVP. Just the third guy ever to have that hat trick. Hmm. You know who the other yeah, two his- are? Jordan uh, say, and Elijah one. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. 
That, I mean, that that is some heady. When you're on a list that's only got Jordan and Hakeem, you, you you've done you've done some work, man. There were some there were some folks putting out you know his resume, like you just mentioned. You kind of forget, you know, I I. I I know he's won MVP, and I think a lot of times he's won MVP. I'm like, really? Is he the most valuable player? How is it not LeBron? That's kind of usually the conversations I spent about Giannis. That's a pretty damn impressive resume at age 26 or whatever he is right now. That was He got to the finals earlier than LeBron. He got mm-hmm. to the finals earlier than uh, Michael Jordan. You know, the Jordan piece is always a little weird because, you know, he came from college after a couple of years, but... Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. It the, the resume is it's all nothing but respect. Just mm-hmm. yeah, it was a weird year, but absolutely nothing but respect. All right, need to find out how Emily got discovered at the Dodger game last night. It's very very important to me. Plus more Otani. That's coming up. It's Travis and Slee at 710 ESPN. He went to went to space for literally nine minutes. You want me to want me to sit here and give the guy credit? I mean, he went to space, Al. It's pretty impressive. Built his own rocket. I mean, I, I couldn't build a birdhouse. He built a rocket. You know what's more impressive to me? <laughs> what? Being in a plane for six hours, going all the way across the country, getting to the East Coast while they're serving you meals, while you have internet, while all that stuff's going on. That's more impressive than that nine-minute journey the guy was on. <laughs> like, I like that this is your thing. It's it's one of my favorite things in quite some time. Okay, I got a, I have a question for you, Al, before, uh, and then I have a question for you, Emily. Um, how often has mm-hmm. someone said to you, hey, are you Alan Sliwa? Are you the guy from the radio? Are you the guy from Lakers Talk? And how, how often does that happen to you? Not often. It will happen um, occasionally at Staples Center, right, which is – okay kind of my territory there. Target-rich so environment in that. Right. Yeah. If, if if it's not happening there, it's not going to happen. But you'll yeah. get an occasional – I think I told you a couple of months ago, remember when I, there was a dude ordering at Starbucks before Starbucks. me and yeah. he's downloading the app and he's trying to use his stars. I'm like, let's keep it moving here. And then while we're both waiting, he's like, hey, love the, love the show, the podcast. I'm like, God dang it. <laughs> yeah, just just talking crap about you. <laughs> yeah. I, you don't know what I was saying about you in my head 30 seconds ago. I, I take it all back. Okay, so – not often is the answer, right? Yeah. I, 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 I fall firmly into the category of not often as well, which is why I think this is what happened to Emily at her very first Dodger game last night. She was discovered. So I'm curious as to how we got to the point where she she was not just a Dodger fan. She was Emily from the Travis and Slee show on 710 ESPN, how we got to that. So, Emily, take me through the process. So I was in line to get some, you know, some beers and some food. And so I, we were like, I was in line next to this guy and Josiah Gray was up and he was going off like, Ugh, like we need to take him out. This guy got a homer off of him. And I was like, oh no, give him a break. It's his first start. And I was then talking about, you know, giving him what our next pitchers would be like. And he was like, oh wait, you know a lot about, you know, the Dodgers and stuff, especially being your first game. Um, Cause I had mentioned that earlier when we were talking and then he's like, 
and I was like, yeah, I, I work for ESPN. Like, I just moved here oh, and stuff. Okay. So All that's right. where it was. And then he's like, oh, wait. Um, I listen to ESPN. Wait, are you the new girl from uh, Travis and Sliwa? <laughs> and then I'm like, yep, I am, the new, I am the new person. And uh, yeah, so it was great. And then we got off talking and he loves the show. His name's Gregory. And then every, so he was in my section too. So every time I went back, you know, <laughs> go to the bathroom, get another beer or anything, he was always like, Emily. And I'm like, hey, Gregory. That's awesome. How's it going? <laughs> I love that. That is a great story. That is, that is a welcome to LA moment. And so Al, I just want to go to a doctor game with you now so you can tell people who you are so people will yell our names that's all that's really my next goal when i attend a dodger game is just to get recognized by the fans. i was waiting i was waiting for emily to say uh and then greg kept talking about it. he's like oh i really love travis travis's take are fantastic <laughs> who's the other dude who's the other guy out there <laughs> i don't think that's gonna happen very often so here, here's another question that i have with so let's put alan sliwa in that line as opposed to emily and do a do you engage with the random person in the beer line with you? Uh, somebody talks to me definitely. Like yeah. if somebody's having, are you starting the conversation? Probably not. Like I, I I'm not one to go out of my way to just talk to a stranger unless. <laughs> but, but by the by the way, unless unless like uh-huh. this happens probably more. Actually, I I think sports is the one kind of door opener, right? Because if you're both watching the game or you're looking up at the monitor while you're waiting for your your beer or your hot dog or whatever the case is, that's kind of an easy conversation of... Super easy. Yeah, Ray had just had a homer hit on him, so he was like, Uh oh, dang it. And that's kind of what started it. That's like a door opener right there. And that's not uncommon if you're at a Lakers game and you know, LeBron misses a free throw. You hit your freaking free throw. Somebody will say that, and then, right. you know, you start going into your own. So that's that's much more common doing it that way. So if I'm in line, and is it named Greg Emily? Is that the guy that was uh, chatting yes, with you? Yes, Greg. Okay. It was Bergman. If I, if, if I, if I oh, yeah, Greg it was go, Greg Bergman. <laughs> Josiah Gray, man, they got to get him out of here. You know what I say? Not a word. <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, yeah, this guy's a bum. <laughs> You say nothing, huh? What is, what's Dave doing? I love it. I what love they, it. That Justin is... Turner's out of the game. He got hit on the knee. Yeah, but you're not. It, you don't <laughs> it's take never, me. Ever you, going to happen? You take me as a guy that just kind of keeps yourself in any any of those types of environments. Yeah, I, well, because here's here's my greatest fear, and this is I, like I love doing this. I love being on the radio. I love talking about sports. I mm-hmm. really enjoy doing it. Like in a. a, a most visceral level i look forward to it every single day but the second i have to do it in front of another person i get so oddly self-conscious that it drags and because i'm afraid of the hey you seem to know what you're talking about what, what how do why do you because then my answer would be of uh, i read a lot of the internet <laughs> I, I i i uh i collected baseball cards as a kid and i just paid i have espn plus i have espn exactly. plus so i'm i'm always on there always I'm on trying See, very this hard is the to thing avoid too. That. As, as a woman, sometimes, too, people are even more surprised when I kind of know what I'm talking about sometimes, too. So, for me, it's a little point of pride, being like, oh, yeah, I, I watch the games. I'm up on, on, on data stuff. So, I think that that's also a point of pride sure. for me. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. All right, I gave you a whole day to think about this, Al. Yep. Let's pretend that Shohei Otani are two different people. 
Okay, that there's yeah. pitcher Shohei and there's slugger Shohei. Mm-hmm. Which of those two men are you more impressed by? <laughs> because I've been thinking about this for a day and a half, and I can't come up with an answer as to which of those two guys is doing a more impressive feat. Uh, I don't know if I have an answer either, but if if I'm gonna if I'm gonna kind of isolate this and okay, you can come watch Otani pitch, or you could come watch Otani hit. I I think I would rather see him pitch than I would hit. That makes sense. It, it does. It, it, except for I think if I, I think it's you, because I'm getting more quantity from him. Yeah, right. Like yeah, I'm no, seeing him it's a, great a lot point. more, and I just want to see him more. And it listen the 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 hitting part is more exciting. No question about it. I mean, you know, we we said this and. I kind of I joke around all this conversation about the Dodgers, especially, and we'll continue that conversation about that big win against the Giants yesterday. Part of me is like, well, what Otani do? What, what, how come I haven't heard Otani's name in the last couple of days? And that that's kind of how we've been trading with Otani, or at least over the course of this season. But I, I, I do kind of, every time he hits a home run, somebody's going to hit us on Twitter. They're going to show us videos of this, all that stuff. I think the pitching part to me is more. I guess I've talked myself into this. It's it's more intriguing because it's just so freaking weird. The whole thing is. I guess I've I've seen guys. I don't know how to put this. Seen guys hit thirty plus home runs by the All Star break. The fact that he's doing both, I'd I'd rather watch him as a pitcher. It's yeah. I like the way you put it. Dude, you rather if you could go watch him pitch on a day or watch him get five at bats? What would you rather know? What would you rather do? And I I don't think that there's a wrong answer. And the reason that I would lean slightly towards offensive Shohei is because in that scenario you get to see him run the bases. See, the fact of the matter is he's going to hit the days that he pitches anyway. But if we're making him two different guys. He's he's one of the ten fastest guys in baseball. He's one of the best starting pitchers. He leads the league in home runs, and he's one of the fastest. It's just there's nothing about that guy that isn't extraordinary. And speaking of, that was an extraordinary win last night for the Dodgers. It really truly was. This was a game that they could have easily lost ten to three. It, it felt like that's exactly where it was headed. After what was it, the fourth inning or fifth inning when it was down six one, six one, and Josiah Gray is giving up three home runs in his debut. He's getting to hit around a little bit, and it just felt like the thing was. And then all of a sudden, bam! Taylor keeps you kind of in it. Now it's six to two. Bam! He hits another one. Now it's six to five, and you're thinking, hey, they got a real chance to win this game. Bullpen locked it down. Didn't give up any more runs the rest of the night, and then you get the uh, Will Smith walk off three runner. Just an ex- I get it. It's July twentieth. It's one in one hundred and sixty two. But damn, Slee, if that one didn't feel a lot more important. Well, you know why? You know why I think that game was so big yesterday. You know what gives me the indication that it was because a lot of conversations you and I have had about the Dodgers over the first almost four months of the season. There is a lot of the reminder of like, okay, slow down. You know, this is this is a long season. It's not that big of a deal. Okay, if they lose a couple against the Padres, the world's not going to end. All right, I understand. I think even coming into this, they were six and three against the Giants coming in uh, to this four game set. Seven of the next ten against the Giants. You have been the one that's kind of said, pump the brakes. You have not done that over the first you know two hours or close to two hours of the show. All you've talked about is. That's not a small feat. What they no. did yesterday could be something that they kind of ride with here for a little bit. And it's also the other side of it, how demoralizing of a loss Hugely that is for the San Francisco Giants. Hugely demoralizing. That That's a game that 
the Giants should have gone into their clubhouse after the game last night thinking, no matter what happens from here, we're leaving L.A. in first place. Mm -hmm. That's not necessarily in play. And it's still possible, but it's not necessarily in play because now they got to beat Urias, who is tough. Then you got to beat Walker Bueller, who's exceptionally tough. Mm -hmm. So who knows what happens in these next couple of nights. You had a chance to get into their bullpen for the second night in a row very early and you couldn't get it done. And it's not because Mookie went off. It's not because Cody Bellinger rediscovered his swing. It's not because Justin Turner and Max Muncie, the two most consistent offensive performers for the Dodgers all season long, had big days. It's all of the other guys. Chris Taylor, two home runs. Will Smith, walk-off home run. Albert Pujols had a scratch hit. Matt Beattie's playing third base. McKinstry's at second. You've got uh, a guy that's still looking for his first big league hit in the outfield, Rex, who's still trying to find his way. And This was not the Dodger team that you're thinking yeah. is going to win. That, that was a, a ham and egg effort against a really good Giants team. By the way, they're better than I thought. I'm going to give them some credit. I thought mm -hmm. that they'd start to backslide a little bit. They're good. They're just well, legit good. Well, and I think the Dodgers you, won. It's huge. I think you put it in the context too. This is, you know, it's one thing if the Dodgers were lying with their regular rotation, right? And and it, listen, we haven't mentioned Trevor Bauer's name in a while, and we may not mes mention him, you know, at least from a baseball perspective, the rest of the season. But there was a time, and including, you know, of course, Clay Kershaw. It's one thing if you're beating the Giants and you got all your guns, you're expected to. Right now. You're, I, I, I mentioned this you know, yesterday. I wasn't expecting the Dodgers to come into this series and do work. I just mm -hmm. wasn't. You know, and mm -hmm. I say that because this is all lined up for the Giants sure. to come out of this series, uh, at least over these next seven games, where you feel like they're making a little bit of separation. Now, that doesn't mean in a month from now that's not going to change, or two months when Dodgers get more healthy, or maybe they make some kind of move like you've continued to they still uh, need to emphasize, right? Yeah. Continue to emphasize, and even yesterday you're saying this is not sustainable what they're doing, specifically, you know, the bullpen and everything else. So I, I think it's because of all that as well that 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 it kind of adds to the context of what they did yesterday. Uh, I'll tell you what else about the Dodgers yesterday that I left feeling great about. I think that they found somebody that can step into the Dustin May role, and I think that's Josiah Gray. He's not jo Josiah Gray is not going to be Clayton Kershaw. Okay, He's not going to be that guy that you put at the front of the rotation and say, go get us one in a must-win situation. He's not that. He's not Walker Bueller. But what he can be is that guy that pitches the fifth game in the rotation and gives you a chance to win every single night. I know. he Look, he gave up three home runs. He gave up four runs in four innings. That's not what I saw. What I saw was a guy that struck out seven guys in four innings, a guy that only walked one batter in four innings, and a guy that never once looked like it was too much for him. Never one time. Even when he was getting tagged, Slee, even when the balls, I mean, that ball, the right field, the two-run home run from Yastrzemski, mm -hmm. that ball was smashed. That, that was one of those, no doubt about it. The second it left the bat, you're like, yep, there's another one. There's number three. It was, it was, it was, a, it was a bomb. And you, know, you could see it. They cut to his face, and he dropped the F-bomb, right? And it wasn't, this is too much for me. It's, I threw a bad pitch. Blank. It, and it, give me the ball back. Let me go back to work. Let me go get these guys. I could not have been more impressed with what I saw from him as far as demeanor and presence because that was a big situation they put him in, and he, he was up to the moment. He didn't pitch great. His presence was really powerful. And don't you want him getting those opportunities right now? Like no he question. didn't walk in against a team that's bottom of the NL, right? He walked in against the San Francisco Giants. He walked in against not not only your arch rival, but the best record in baseball. So at least Trav, let's put it this way: the the kind of the height of the moment for Josiah Gray yesterday or last night. 
it will tame down a little bit. And I think as it tames down, games will just become a little bit more normal, and then hopefully he gets into some kind of rhythm as well. All right, so the question everybody's been answering, is it Super Bowl or bust for the Rams? Sean McVay was asked. You'll hear what the answer was. That's coming up next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. I missed it. I'm not going to lie. It's nice, nice to have a little Here's the thing. So this day. comes off a Serbian movie. This is specifically from a Serbian movie. Soundtrack? And Yeah, this is a soundtrack for it. And... <laughs> It was such an emotional movie. It was such like a romantic movie, and the music just adds such an element to it. Um, thanks for texting Chris yesterday, by the way. <laughs> hey, look, I like to make sure that the show's buttoned up. I mean, if Chris missed his Serbian music, I want to make sure that it's part of our show. I feel but like maybe the- next time you shouldn't spend nine minutes talking in the middle of the song. So I'm at uh, my son's baseball game the other day. One of the other dads comes up and sits down next to me and says, Hey, I love that Serbian music. No, Slee, you're going to think I'm kidding. He says to me, he goes, I have an idea for the Serbian music. <laughs> and I'm like, I Come went, on. Oh, I, I, hand to God, hand to God this happened the other day. Okay. And I said, all right, what do you got? And he goes, you should, you should mess with Slee because I know that he doesn't like the Serbian stuff. You should throw in some polka on him just just to make so see these are the sort of things that we're getting in that people are making Wait suggestions on polka and all other things now the one he suggested when i can't even say the title I of it say when did i say i don't like the serbian music the music's uh, actually pretty decent every every day at 10 30 you say it i listen to a lot <laughs> worse music than that serbian music Hand i just go on God. the radio right now for 30 minutes going through all the different stations I, i'm going to find much worse music than that. I, I he comes in. Shout out to you, Doc. I, I appreciate the suggestion. It's a good dad that I've talked to a million times. He's a fan of the station. Appreciate you, Doc. But he had a specific suggestion for you for the Serbian music there, Slee. So see, we're 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 it sticky, sticky stuff. All right, if you do it every uh, day. Travis and Slee is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Sean McVay was on the station yesterday talking about a whole bunch of different things. He was on with Max, and this is a question that's been asked a million times to Rams players, Rams executives, Rams fans, and the question is, is the 2021 season a Super Bowl or bust season? Here's Sean McVay. I think all 32 teams right now have a goal of wanting to do that. But, you know, we're really just going to enjoy building blocks one day at a time. Uh, You know, I think that one of the things that we've been fortunate enough to do the last few years is that, hey, you know, there are expectations. I think that's a compliment, but you got to earn that. You know, you got to earn it every single day, earn the confidence. And, you know, I'm excited about starting training camp with these guys next week. And and really, it's all building towards being, uh, you know, healthy and ready to go by the time we play the Bears in week one on September 12th. So, uh, a lot of confidence in the players that we have, but uh, knowing that we've got to earn it every single day. Okay. Before I give you my thoughts on this, <laughs> okay, Al. Okay, I, I, I want to see your face. Something's I, coming I, from you. I want to get your thoughts on it because I've listened to just about everything that Sean McVay has said since he's come to town, and, yeah. and I want to get your thoughts on that answer to the question, is this a Super Bowl or bust year, and that's what he said. 
Um, I think he was obviously doing some dancing, uh, didn't want to come out, which, by the way, could be a strategy, too. You don't want to come out and, you know, your chest out and, and sitting here saying, we're the team to beat. Like, I, I get that. And I, I don't think anybody's expecting him to say that. But there's probably a way to do it where, listen, you're not hiding the expectations. You're not hiding the pressure that's going to be on the Los Angeles Rams. You're not hiding the fact that they're one of a very few team. And I know the NFL is different because all you got to the healthiest, the hottest, you win one game and you're just moving on. I, I know things can change in the NFL rapidly. Sure. But the expectations are the expectations. So I, I think there was a way. Let me actually turn it to you. If you were Sean McVay and you're asked that same exact question, what's your response? Yeah, I think that we're one of the handful of teams that coming into the season has legitimate Super Bowl aspirations. We're not the only one, but we obviously went all in. We changed our quarterback. We had a quarterback that took us to the Super Bowl not that long ago, and we made a change. We, we, are, we, we paid a high price to make that change. We expect to be competitive this year at the very highest levels. And then, Slee, you can go into that point of, look, nothing's guaranteed. There are other good teams. Injuries are a part of this. Luck is a part of this. All of these things, but yeah, I mean, because – they obviously are in a Super Bowl or bust situation. Now, that doesn't mean they can't get – look, if they get to the NFC Championship game and get beat by a 55-yard field goal, I don't think anybody's going to look and say, oh, bad season. That's just – that's football, right? You lost the game. But I think it's pretty obvious that this team went all in. I love that they did it. I love that Sean McVay is bold. I love that Les Snead is bold. You love that the Dodgers have gone all in. You yes. love that the Rams have gone all in. The Lakers have gone all in. By the way, you could even say the Clippers have gone. If you're in L.A., you kind of got to go all in or you're going to get forgotten, the Rams especially, and they have not shied away from going all in. No, and and, and Sean McVay is a bold guy. He's, mm-hmm. he's a bold guy in the way – I mean, he came in and he was a head coach in the NFL when he was 17 years old or whatever he was. He just, I mean, you, you got to be a pretty – confident guy you got to be a pretty different dude to come in here and command the respect of NFL locker rooms when you are younger than some of the players that that takes a special sort of guy and he nailed it he aced it he's he really hasn't had too many missteps along the way I, w- I don't I wouldn't mind hearing him flex a little bit you don't have to be Steve Spurrier like sure sure remember when Steve Spurrier came to the league and he's like, oh, I still expect to be at the golf course by 2 o'clock every afternoon. We'll come in. We'll get it. I'm not going to sleep in my office like Sean McVay. I mean, what's that? Or, uh, Sean, uh, Sean Payton. I'm not going to, you know, I, I don't know what that's all about. And he came in and got his ass kicked. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he, he, was, he was a head coach in the NFL for about six minutes. It was a disaster. Sean McVay has already proven he knows how to coach in this league. He's already proven he knows how to succeed in this league. Nobody's going to look at him as some guy that's just talking. Yeah, we're in the mix. There are, because look. The NFL is really awesome for a variety of reasons, but one of the reasons that it's awesome is about half the league has a chance, really, to make a deep run in the playoffs in any given season. Mm-hmm. And the Rams are in that half. Sure. The, the Rams are in the half that would if, – if the Rams don't make the, the playoffs, it's a disaster. Sure. If they lose in the first round of the playoffs, it's not very good. And then beyond that, we can kind of go based on circumstance. Why not Why not lean into that? Why not just say, yeah, I think that we are good enough to win the Super Bowl. We had a piece that needed to be addressed. I feel like we addressed it, and here we go. Well, I, I would I, – I fall into this more than – I'd rather undersell you than oversell you. And I think Sean McVay went, like, super undersell. But can and, you and undersell I, out when you, when you just fired your Super Bowl quarterback? And it, it, was, it was too much. The door? Put, put it this way, it was too much of an yeah. undersell, right? Yeah. It, it, this isn't – you're not the Chargers – where you're saying, hey, we want to hang within the division. We want to be there. Um, we think we could build off of what we did last. Like, 
you're the Los Angeles Rams, and those expectations are there, and you did go all in. So I'm I'm with you on that. I think there's uh, I, I think there's it's it's fair to criticize that he wasn't a little bit more bold. All right, so there's that piece, and then, of course, there's the running back piece. How do you address that? He spoke on that as well. That's coming up. We'll give you my, I'll give you my thoughts, too, on who I think should be the first call that they should make. That's coming up next. It's Travis and Slee at 710 ESPN. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm excited about the Dodger game tonight, Al. I really am. If they win tonight, it feels like they're off to the races at this point. I really believe that they've got an opportunity to really kind of make a statement. Because if they, if, they, if they leave with the lead at the end of the series, how good is that? Well, this is uh, kind of one of those momentum shifts, too, in the season, right? Like, yeah. and, and This was yesterday. You had a lot of people saying this, and we heard Chris Taylor talk about it, Dave Robertson. It's the biggest win of the year, and, and there's no need to shy away from it. No, that's the biggest win of the year. I get it, 100, 162 games. But this is one of those that you might be talking about a month from now saying, remember that W against the Giants? And I, I, I think that one will be memorable. All right, so bad news for the Rams yesterday when we found out the Cam Akers uh, ruptured his Achilles tendon and he's going to miss the entire season. Uh, just you know, he was he was an important part of what they did last year. So you got to figure out what you're going to do to replace him, right? Mm-hmm. And Sean McVay was talking with Max yesterday. He talked about you know looking in house first. They've got Daryl Henderson who they used a number two pick on a couple of years ago. They drafted a guy in the late rounds this year. They have another undrafted free agent that they have in here. But I was thinking yesterday, Sleep. Doesn't Todd Gurley just make a ton of sense? And, and I get it. They're clear, and no one's ever come out and said exactly what it was. There was clearly a disconnect between Todd sure. Gurley and and Sean McVay. Cle- clearly, there was that it went from an unbelievable partnership to one that just was not working at all. But it feels to me like this is an opportunity for both of these guys to get something from the other. This they is need a, each other. They, they absolutely do. That Todd Gurley doesn't have to learn the Rams' offense. He knows it. Todd Gurley catches the ball out of the backfield, which we know is a big part of their offense. Todd Gurley is a really good blocker, okay, which will help Matthew Stafford uh, buy some time, especially if the Rams' offensive line and maybe isn't A-plus quality. We'll see what that looks like. Todd Gurley still has some football left. He's not Todd Gurley from three, four years ago, but he's still mm-hmm. a guy that ran for almost 700 yards, scored nine touchdowns, caught 25 balls. They need that guy. And here's Todd Gurley may feel a certain way about the Rams that they did him dirty or however he feels about it. He needs a job, and wouldn't you want to go to a team that's got an opportunity, that knows exactly how to use you, that's got Super Bowl aspirations, that has an opportunity to get a bunch of touches if you play well? This is one of those we both got to swallow uh, what we, you know, a poison pill, and just decide this is in a, both of our best interest. It just, it just makes way too much sense. The other options are ten years older. You know, we, we were talking about it yesterday. It was Adrian Peterson, it's Frank Gore, and you kind of laughed like Frank Gore. I mean. Right? <laughs> Guy's he's still, almost, you know, he's almost forty. Still, still <laughs> in the league. So, but but I think what it comes down to, Trav, is 
Are you able to swallow your pride? Are you able to, you know, kind of understand the circumstance that, hey, this this could be beneficial to both sides? And I don't have that answer for you, right? And, and maybe, you know, there are times where if it's, let me use a relationship as an example, you just know like, okay, that relationship is over and then it's over. It's, you, you never cross paths again. I, I don't know if that's this, but there could be some mutual benefit on both ends. And here's the other thing, silver lining as well. Mm-hmm. If there is, and this is not meant to be disrespectful to Cam Akers at all because I thought he was a fantastic player, but if there is one position that you can probably find a guy, how many different teams, where did he go? Wait, what? he was picked sure. in the sixth round? The guy's got 800 yards this year, 1,000? Mm-hmm. Really? Really? Mm-hmm. He, undrafted? Really? Running back seems to be the spot. You're not going to find a quarterback like that hardly ever. You're not Look gonna at the find, contracts. Well, contracts yeah. say, say a lot about that, right, from a position perspective? Absolutely. Yeah, it, ju- it just seems to me that that's uh, – one of those things that you can fit pretty easily. That you can okay, find pretty I, easily. I got something I want to throw at you here real quick. So yeah. I don't know if you saw this. So Mark Spears, the undefeated, fantastic job. Um, he uh, wrote an article, and this is kind of tying into the Chris Paul piece. And you and I mentioned, we were talking about this just a little bit ago. He's due $44 million this upcoming year. It's a player option. Let me read off just a quote from his piece because I think, you know, obviously Laker fans will find interest in this. According to sources, LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers have been on the hunt for a veteran point guard, and Chris Paul is on that list. But this is what I find more important, or th- this is what I find more interesting. There have also been talks about Washington Wizards star Russell Westbrook being a potential candidate to move back home to Los Angeles in a sign-and-trade deal that could include free agent point guard Dennis Schroeder, Kyle Kuzma, and Talon Horton Tucker, sources said. Mm. That's That's, interesting, Trey. That's an interesting group of three guys. Because two of those guys, it's like, yeah, okay, whatever. They're going to go, they're going to go. But THT is one of those guys... I'd like to keep, but you don't. You don't get something for nothing, right? You got to give up something if you want something, and that that feels to me like the piece that the other team would really be interested. Because Shooter is what he is; he's okay. Kyle Kuzma is kind of a, a mystery at this point. What he's going to bring to your team, but THT feels like a guy that's going to be a good player in this league. Well, and and I don't think you could say, well, if those guys go, they just go. And I'll tell you why: Dennis Schroeder, if he just if there's no sign and trade and he just goes signs with another team, you don't have 20 plus million dollars that you could say, well, let's just go get another point guard. So the, the Dennis Schroeder piece is actually key that if he doesn't stay with the Lakers, that it's on a sign and trade. So Lakers get something back of value for Dennis Schroeder. That's number one. Number two, let's just use Washington as an example. And, you know, Lakers aren't going to make, that's why we don't make a big deal about the Portland Trailblazers and Dame or that. We don't talk about teams like that or even a team like the San Antonio Spurs who has DeMar DeRozan. Certain teams don't want to do deals with the Lakers. I don't think the Wizards care, right? So I, I mentioned that because Washington is going nowhere. If you can go get Kyle Kuzma who could has upside, right? I'm not telling you. I I don't think Kyle Kuzma should be on the Lakers because they're trying to win right now, and he just has not proved that he's going to help over these next two windows you could depend on him. THT, obviously, has got a tremendous amount of upside. It's not like Dennis Schroeder is 35 years old and he's not going to be a you know an asset for you. So there are going to be certain teams out there that it could make sense, and Russell Westbrook, if he's the third best player on your team, that's interesting. That's definitely interesting. No, we'll talk a lot more about that tomorrow as well, especially as those things start to gain a little uh, traction along the way. Travis and Sleeves brought to you by Goodyear, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. Coming up next, the dump. It's Travis and Slee at 710 ESPN. All right, now let's go to college football for our first one here. Uh, okay. Clemson head coach Dabo Swinney. And before we get into this one, let me just remind you that Dabo is the guy that said that college players should not be able to cash in in name and likeness. And if they did, he would likely not want to co- uh, coach college football anymore. 
Um, yeah, he's still there, and players are getting NIL money. So apparently take, take what Dabo says with a grain of salt. Uh, he opposes what he's calling the inevitable 12-team playoff. We know mm-hmm. that we have the four-team playoff right now. Um, the college football playoff committee seems very open to the idea of expanding this sooner than later. It will uh, happen. It, it, not only will it happen, they should mm-hmm. get it done. It should happen. They should have an agreement by the, the end of the day today. What are, what are we waiting for? More college football games are better than fewer. We don't need to have an NCAA tournament where there's 64, but 12 seems fine. Eight seems fine. Open this up. Well, listen, I, I think he brings up – I don't completely disagree with his points. The points he's trying to make is uh, you don't need 12 teams to determine who the best college football team is. And he's also making the point that the regular season now is going to lose some of its uh, importance. And what he's talking about there, he even uses Trevor Lawrence as an example. If I know we're already in, maybe I'm not starting Trevor Lawrence in that last game or that second-to-last game or whatever the case is. It almost falls along the lines – Trav, what you were talking about with Major League Baseball, where I keep saying, hey, expand the playoffs. you got to get more teams in here. You're like, you just played 162 games. If you couldn't get in, you don't deserve to get in. But with all that being said, I want more teams. College football fans want more teams. It's going to be more revenue. It's better for TV. It's better for the product and the fans, and I think that's ultimately who's going to win. It's better for everybody. And and why the baseball argument doesn't quite work here, I don't think, here's why. There are base, – baseball right now has 10 teams that make the playoffs. Teams, Eight teams. Te, no, no, right now there's 10. There's, there's five from each side. I get it, but I'm saying it's technically eight because you have this yeah. one-game playoff. I, I, I hear what you're saying, but 10, 10 get in, and, and teams 11 through whatever, those teams aren't going to win the World Series. Beyond four in college football, if you get beyond the top four, there are two or three other teams that could win the national – they could win three games in a row. Well, it's easy it, because it's just it's one game. That's what I mean. So that, yeah. that's why having the, these teams in there, they, I'll just use this as an example. Let's say that the teams that go are Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama, and LSU because those are the teams. Sure, that, sure. You don't think that Oklahoma can get hot for two weeks in a row and, and win a national? I do. You don't think that a good USC squad could get hot for a couple of weeks in a row and, and go win a national? I, I do. Or Oregon or some of these other teams that are always left on the outside, they could get in and win this thing. I think it's a great idea. But the, the just to flip the other side of it, that's why we always say the best team in basketball typically wins because it's a best of seven set. In football, that's not the case. So you can have your outliers. And, and I think that's what you're going to get with college football. You might get them once, but you're not going to get them where they win a series of games to go through. They might, not, they might pick off a top seed. Mm-hmm. There are ways you could avoid that, give, give buys to the top seeds. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $700 on average. Bryce Young, the Alabama quarterback, is set to make upwards of a million dollars in NIL deals, and I couldn't love that anymore. So <laughs> good for Bryce Young. I, I'm, I'm fascinated with how the next couple years are going to go with college football how it's going to go with just college athletes in general. This dude's about to pull down seven figures, and they haven't. he hasn't had a snap yet. Good. Good. If that's what the market says he's worth, that's what yep. he's worth. Yep. It, it, it's, it, 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 this should have been happening for 50 years that we're finally getting there. These numbers, uh, are, by good. the way, are nothing, because go look at all the other uh, – go, go see what that nonprofit NCAA is making. Absolutely. How do they get the pod, Sleep? ESPN app or on iTunes to search Travis and Slee will get every two hours Monday through Friday. Thursday edition of Travis and Slee, 8.55 tomorrow. Slee, when we're talking tomorrow, the Dodgers could be tied for first place in the NL West. Be there, 8.55. We'll see you then.